You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. It is a Thriving Thursday right here on uh, the Midday Hangout. And on Thriving Thursdays, you know, we have different conversations that seeks to educators empower us impact us or Im- inspire us to go into a certain direction and make the moves or fulfill our god-given purpose the song that just came up right now was miley cyrus it's a climb and the conversation we're about to have indeed is a climb because it starts off with good hellos and goodbyes and soft whispering but it always ends on the blogs and on the streets of newspapers when artists are fighting their uh, stables or they are bosses or they find themselves in contracts that uh, are not pleasing. About a week or so ago, Untabaya Dubai was trending. If you are following on the socials, it's because a big song was out there. We were all dancing from and he's like, So that's the conversation we'll be having. What kind of contracts? that you need to look out for as a creative in the industry, especially if you're a singer, you're a musician, you're a creative person, and you're in the gospel space. How do you take over that space? Ten minutes past uh, the hour, two o'clock. If you are just tuning in, you are on time. On Facebook, we're Hope Alive Radio Station. On Twitter, at Hope Alive underscore radio. Instagram, Hope Alive Radio. Our WhatsApp line, if you want to engage with us, 067-153-1089. You know, this is uh, the guests I have. They they normally refer to themselves or their colleagues in this in their fraternity as my Leonard friends. So I feel under pressure in the presence of Leonard friends here yeah, or Leonard colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a good one. But uh, good afternoon, gentlemen, and uh, well, the guest that everybody knows is uh, help me to pronounce your surname right. Uh, you, you actually because it's Kamisi Kenare. Kumisi Kenare. Hanare. Hanare, yes. Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it, oh, man, I was like, yo. All the way from the Northwest province, I yes. didn't know. I was like, oh, which one is this one? Kitari, <laughs> <laughs> Nimona, yeah, no, yeah, you no, know. No, I, so, okay. Kikumisi, what are Kumisi, like Kumo. Uh, oh, well, yes. Kumisi is a mechanism of getting to it, to, mm. you know, work. All right, I've never heard of a Kumisi, but you are not alone in studio. Um, But before we get into that, uh, if there was a billboard, I always ask this to my guests um, when they visit us in studio, if there was a billboard that captured with a phrase, that captured the essence of who you are, what would it read? It would essentially read a law firm that really makes the law work Mm. for businesses and individuals. Mm. All right, so um, maybe let's uh, introduce. Uh, oh, Deborah, can I have both the mics? Because now, like, we've got one mic there going on, and w- yeah. Who did you bring with you to studio, and why? Oh yes, um, I'm with my colleague Osman Mkondo. We've been working together now for just over three months. Um, he's also an artist, you know, in his own right. Um, also, you know, training to uh, become. One of one of uh, you know the Leonard friends you referred to earlier on, mm. um, he he is in the mix of things and he understands the industry very well. Hence, I thought you know what, let me just bring him through, because that's also what we do at the firm. I also specialize you know in entertainment law, including also intellectual property and the like. Yeah, that is great. Today we're going to welcome first and foremost, Osman. Oh, thanks. Man. Yes, it was great and a pleasant surprise to see you because <laughs> I've met you before earlier this year. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's good to see each other in a different context, um, but continuing a similar conversation. Uh, 
tell us a little bit about yourself. If there was a billboard there with you, a, a phrase that captured the essence <laughs> of you, what would that read? <sighs> Man, I have a very complicated uh, uh, character <laughs> and individual, eh? Uh, and because um, I'm, I'm a mixed human being, uh, genetically so, I, I, I fear limiting myself mm. in presentation. Mm. So, but today, because we are speaking a specific language, I'm sa- uh, my billboard would say, I'm here to show you how to turn your talent into a business. Love that, love that. Let's get into it in here because um, first and foremost, like I said, this conversation was brought about after two incidents. One was the story of um, um, Big Zulu Ambitious and Ndavasi Dubai having that conversation about the song that we all loved, we've all seen, yeah. we all supported. We, it was the December song. And it lasted longer than December. And then the next thing, somebody comes and says, no, I didn't make anything out of it. And then, of course, there was another incident about a week ago of a guy who went on to blast a record label that he works with um, <clears throat> because they had released a project that, in his words, says that they were not in agreement. And they recorded prior to being in agreement, and they took the song out without having reached an agreement with each other. And so he was like, no, 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 retract. And they're like, no, we can't retract. The song is out there. We're not just signed the documents, and let's keep it moving. And so there's th- all of those kind of things that happen. So I wanted to s- just come back and say, what are the things that are common mistakes that creatives make when they get into certain setups? And then I also want us to reach the point of saying, unpacking these different concepts of the copyrights and so forth. But let's start with the common mistakes that creatives make when engaging in agri- contracts, contractual agreements. Yeah, sure. No, thanks. Thanks a lot um, for that. I think that's, you know, the examples you just made are a very good example. Mm. Um, or a sign that there's just a lot of things that, you know, perhaps as a country um, we're not doing right, but we will get there. Mm. Um, there's, you know, quite a number of jurisdictions that we can learn from. If you look at America, for instance, um, you know, they, they take their uh, legal stuff very seriously when it comes to, you know, the music industry itself. Um, when it comes to how they interact with each other. So I think uh, first and foremost really is to understand um, the ecosystem itself. If we were to define the market, you know, we would generally refer to it as, you know, an uh, entertainment industry. Uh, But if you were to define it even more narrowly, you would, you know, go to a point of now having to focus on the music industry itself because it's very broad, uh, the entertainment industry. And I mean, the ecosystem, as an artist or as a professional musician, you need to know uh, where you are positioned in, you know, the ecosystem itself. Mm. There's quite a number of um, market participants or industry players, you know, there's record labels, there's, you know, people that uh, deal with merchandise, there's live performances, there's quite a number of things. So um, in your dealings with whoever is a participant in this uh, industry, you need to know who they are first and mm. um, where they are positioned in the ecosystem so that you know the kind of direction you need to take, say, by way of um, you know creating a very uh, solid foundation, getting into proper agreements with them. Um, and even before you get to that point, it's very important that you understand how the law works. I know it's a lot of, uh, it's mm. a lot of work, but... 
um, really when things uh, go south, you will have to take the blame yourself uh, as an artist. Uh. So you really have to invest um, in, in understanding how things work from a regulatory perspective. So there's copyright, uh, there's trademark. So all these battles, um, even the ones that you mentioned now, others go to the extent of um, you know involving other areas of the law beyond yeah. copyright um, you'd find people fighting like the AKA and your Caspers mm. just now recently with the price yes, show and all the these things um, so uh, with with copyright before we get to agreements mm. copyright it's artistic or literary, uh, literary work um, that you do not have to actively register or protect mm. uh, as you would other you know areas of intellectual property like your trademarks where you have to go to the CIPC and register file for oh. protection your logo your slogan and all those things and um, with copyright as soon as you publish you know it, it it's, it's protected as soon as you make it public um, mm. you you and, and it's your concept you own it mm. so when you interact um, and when you interact with with other players in the market, um, you know this is. I know there are those that do not necessarily make money out of it, or are not in it for profit. But you know, almost everyone in the in the in the ecosystem is there to make money. Mm. So you you also need to understand where your money is, mm. how to protect it, mm. how to monetize, how to commercialize, and do it properly. Really, mm. that's that's what it is. And you get into the right agreements with whoever that you're dealing with. Be it label, be it, you know, whoever else that you need uh, services from, including us, entertainment lawyers. We mm. are also part of that ecosystem. We're going to get into the recording, and I want to zoom in to publishing the royalties and all of that licensing of music law. But I'm still feeling like the question again, what is it that most creatives get wrong in the hello from the beginning? You know? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, briefly, you, you, you get into this arena, mm. um, already you are, you know, trying to negotiate um, a deal, you know, uh, from a point of someone who is not financially strong. Yes. You are negotiating yes. or you are getting into an arrangement with people that are, that have been in the, in the space for a very long time, very big balance sheet, um, very big interests, commercial interests mm. to protect. Um, and, you know, we, we understand when people get into contractual arrangements, there's always an expectation that you do it in good faith. Mm. Even now recently with the Constitutional Court giving us a, an additional principle of Ubuntu, <laughs> that whenever you get into these things, mm. uh, always have that in mind that mm. you are dealing with a South African, you are dealing with another person, so whatever you do must be in the interest of, not, not only your, your interest, mm. but, you know, even that of um, uh, the person that you are uh, getting into a contract with. Mm. But uh, essentially, it's pressure, it's, um, uh, you know, lack of knowledge, mm. it's um, uh, not understanding how the industry works, mm. um, and really, you know, you, you, you are excited as an artist at the time, you just mm. want to hit this big, you know, deal. You sign, you do not read, you do not, um, you know, take time to breathe and mm. perhaps involve, even even if it's not an attorney, but, mm. you know, run it past people that have been, you know, in the game mm. longer than you have been. So, you know, you are able to 
check all the loopholes and stuff. There's a phrase that is thrown around a lot in the creative space. And if mm. you have any questions or anything that you want us to add onto this conversation, our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. Do become part of this conversation, especially you don't have to be physically the creative yourself, but you could know somebody who is a creative that you feel needs to know these uh, um, answers to these questions and we can uh, make sure we address them before the gentlemen leave the studio. So here we are. We for me, uh, There's this phrase that is always thrown around. The one that pays owns. <laughs> is it always the case? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know, um, not, not, not hence, you know, it, it really, now here we're talking intellectual property. And um, th- it shouldn't be the case. Mm. That's that's what's happening. We know that mm. you know those with the you know uh, deep pockets with you know strong balance sheet end up making them you know the most out of out of these deals um, compared to the people that own the actual you know works. Mm. Um, and it shouldn't be that way. Uh, we, we we understand you know if you where to consider the economics of it all and everything else that, invo- that, that is involved, um, you may find yourself falling just below the other you know, party that you are dealing with because they are bringing in more um, resources, bringing in more money, but it, you, you, you shouldn't be exploited. So here we are, the artist says, we were in studio, we were sitting like artists do, storm session, somebody puts the beat on, gumnan, this chilile, I throw in some lyrics there, it's all nice, everybody is having fun, in fact, they even say, I pin that and then I throw in a second verse, and then the next morning, the song is out, but mm-hmm. we never extended a conversation beyond just gentlemen chilling down you know in the studio what would that person have a case and if it he, they do have a case what kind of the, what would be their stance so the the most safest way you know is to always have agreements before mm. you even get into doing anything with anybody mm. um but we know you know that's not always the case that people will you know have time or even resources to get into these agreements because some of them are complicated but um we will have to then rely on uh, you know, p- evidence that would support um, what you regard as your uh, work. Mm. Uh, meaning, perhaps if there's any conversation that you had with uh, Tira before getting into the stu- uh, uh, studio to you know record, or there's an email uh, correspondence between you and whoever talking about this before it happened, and even people that were there mm. um, that can witness uh, your participation or involvement in this mm. whole in, in the project itself or the song. Um, you should be, uh, you know, we don't know how much mm. of a percentage you will get, but you sh- your, your work um, mm. should be should be recognized and, you know, rewarded. Is it enough then for them to say, listen, go register, Tira calls me and says, are you registered with Sambro, Capasso, all of those institutions? Then that's where you're going to get your payment and we're done. You know, don't come to me, don't call me, the song is out, you go get your royalty somewhere else and... Me now as long as been agreement. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> not how it works. That's not how, do, how it works. Uh, unfortunately, 
Um, remember, it would have gone out not under this person that's claiming to own whatever mm. copyright or intellectual property, but under or through uh, Tira himself. So mm. um, he will have to represent him in mm. his dealings with, with the collecting uh, societies. Mm. And that's another elephant again on its own. Mm. Uh, the societies, you know, there's also issues there. Um, mm. Just just uh, feeling, feeling, feeling in a... a you know, or, or taking membership with, mm. with, with, with them. It's an agreement, mm. um, even though it's not an actual contract that, you know, you sign, they sign in mm. their terms. And and, and, um, and you need to know who is collecting for you, where, and are they, you know, registered. There's a process. When mm. you go to the CIPC, there's a co- um, the copyright uh, tribunal or register mm. who, who deals with these issues. You know, mm. you have to have at least uh, 50 or so mm. uh, members that own copyright work for you to collect for them and then. Osman, you are an artist yourself. (laughs) 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 So you are having dual conversation within Mm. you because you are both understanding the legal part of it, but also the artistic part of it. What would be your reflection so far in terms of looking at the fact that you sit in both positions? Yeah, (coughs) sorry. Uh, Look, just to add also on the issue of ownership Mm. uh, of who who, who finances or owns, I think labels also go beyond the scope. Because uh, at some point, you can only own a sound recording that mm. you finance. So at some point, the label starts thinking that they own your brand. Mm. They start to think that you they own it. It's, it's the the blind most 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 record labels are blind mm. blindfolded, and they don't really understand the system. Mm. Some are misinformed. So now, when an artist comes to you and say, or you go to an artist and say, "Look, we've seen you. You're doing good. We want to be." to take yeah. it into uh, our label we can finance the whole process you can only own the work that you finance to mm. make which is the sound recording itself mm. the copyright remains with the people who compose the work mm. so if i compose the work and you can spend a million on me you don't have even one percent of that mm. it remains my copyright mm. and the labels go beyond that because they don't understand that's mm. number one and um from a point of uh, mistakes that uh, artists do is the fact that when they get into studio, the excitement of creating their work Mm. skips the process. Mm. That's the biggest issue also. And also, the most important issue when making a song is to understand the roles. Mm. There's the musical part of the song, there's the literary work, which is the lyrics. Mm. So if you make the music, Mm. you own the music side mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. If you write the lyrics, mm. you own the lyric side mm. 100%. Mm. Here's the biggest mistake that artists do. You own th- I, I own the music side, you own the lyrics. Yes. We get another composer, or mm. l- let's say another author, mm. to come and write a certain part of the song. Mm. What you guys do, mm. you want us to split the song divided by three. Yes. That's mm. not how it works. Mm. In fact... The literary works, which is the lyrics, you guys yes. must share your 15, you get 25, 25, 25. You, yeah. li- you leave my mi- my musical rights alone. Mm. So that's how it works. Mm. So now, uh, if a song is out, the biggest, l- look, releasing a song that you don't have rights to mm. is a case. It's a it's case. It's an issue itself. Mm. You have just ceded uh, and licensed rights that you do not hold. I mean, there's a conversation, especially in local black churches. We know that very few black people, especially vocalists in the churches, mm. have um, done music. Yes. They literally just, th- their music background is Sunday service, mm. nothing beyond that. Mm-hmm. And the person says, okay, 
I was sleeping. God gives me a melody. I've written the song and I bring it. Now I'm coming to the stable. And now the stable is bringing the song to life. But then I'm still entitled to just the lyrical content, uh, which is the author part. Mm. Do Does this person have a share as well in the composition part? Because their melody, the sound that they could not interpret came from them. Yeah. Look, uh, in our copyright law, Mm. We don't even have the the the, the word composer. Mm. You only have author. Mm. So if you if you compose the music or you wrote the lyrics, you guys are authors, okay. And also the most important thing is that you cannot be kicked out of your your sales mm. or your your mechanicals. Mm. So even if you, you a label says no, but we are financing the whole thing, mm. uh, you will only keep your 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 literary rights, and what it is still wrong because in with the copyright act itself. Once you exploit my work and not compensate in a form of royalties, you are infringing my copyright. Mm. Simple as that. So if you ever receive the story where you are told, no, you will get your money from Samro. Samro deals with public performing rights. It has mm. nothing to do with mechanicals. It has nothing to do with the sales of the work. So the sound recording exploitation, you are entitled to a share of the sound. When I say the sound recording, it's the product that you guys come out with from the studio. It might mm-hmm. be an MP3, might be a w- might be a WAV file, might mm. be on in CD format. That is a sound recording that you have rights to, and you can't be kicked out unless oh. someone comes and say, "I will give you an X amount, which should be a huge amount <laughs> to to get to buy you out of that." All right, so if you're just tuning in, we're speaking all things creative contracts. And when we come back, we'll unpack a little bit deeper into what is recording, what is publishing, what is copyright, what are royalties, those words, they are throw them around all the time, but really, truthful, we're going to be unpacking that. The time is half past two. If you're just tuning in, this is the Midday Hangout, and uh, stay tuned. Let's take that ad. The Alabaster Box is proud to offer affordable, oil-based imported fragrances from Dubai. Because of the quality oil used in all our products, our fragrances represent pure Arabic affluence, pure class, and pure distinction. They provide you with all-day unmatched, long-lasting presence and unique scents, giving you confidence in business and social interactions alike. Why wait? Gift yourself and your loved ones with the Dubai Imported Fragrances for both men and women, starting from only 450 Rand a bottle. For more information, contact us on 082-602-0740. At Nzima Glass and Aluminium, we offer a world-class standard in the manufacture, supply and installation of products. Our operational capacity cuts across the entire construction industry from a simple residential home to the high-rise complex building structure. Our services include glass skylights, bullet-resistant glass, aluminium windows and doors and much, much more. Call us now on 071-474-7406 or visit our website at www.nzema.co.za. Nzema Glass and Aluminium, committed to service excellence. We hope you are enjoying the live stream. Stay faithful and devoted. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial. 
stress up first uh, two on the dot and Debbie Debs is like, ah, eh, this behind the scenes <laughs> conversation must end. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, we're in conversation with um, um, Kamisi and then he brought Osman into the studio. We are just unpacking legal matters and he's from uh, Kenare, ne? Kanare and Kumalo Atenis. That's, That's correct. But just uh, you know, during the break, uh, we were speaking about how long he, they've been doing this, and this is over two decades of experience jointly, even chasing three, four decades, maybe mm. you know, in studio. So it's not people who just picked up out of the road and they just dropped into the studio to share some knowledge. They really know what they're talking about. They've worked with different artists, which will not mention their names, of course, because of its lawyer confidentiality, <laughs> right? Exactly that. So um, <laughs> let's get into, I mean, we, we've touched on that. Maybe also before we get into what are the different terms in terms of copyrights, recording, publishing, what are those phrases, what what are those words meaning? We also hear the one of um, masters. Yeah. That <laughs> word comes out all the time. Like, who knows the masters? What is, what are masters? Look, a master is a sound recording that is created in mm. studio. So we combine what we spoke about, the mm -hmm. composition. So the composition will be your musical works, mm -hmm. which is the beat, let's call it the beat, mm -hmm. uh, done by the producer, mm -hmm. uh, inverted commas, and then the literary part from the word lyrics. Mm. So once we combine those two, then there's melody, there's rhythm, there's flow, there's arrangement, there's sequencing, we come up with what we call a song. Yes. Now that we have a song, that song must be captured on a medium mm. that can be uh, duplicated, replicated, and shared. With yes, the world. which can be exhibited publicly. So, mm -hmm. so if we have a song that we play in the house, there is no va commercial value there that can be extracted. Mm. So once we start publicly performing it, those rights start to kick in, and now play a role they start the first kick is to protect you mm -hmm. like hey look this is this is this guy's work this is new work this is uh, it's not uh, old work that is being re redone which is another story where we comes it talks about adaptation it's a lot of things there but once we have that song recorded and then we put it in a form that can be publicly performed we now speak of a master copy uh. then once you have a master copy it is something that you can now exploit, uh, whether for commercial pen benefits or not. So it's when it's reached that final stage that it's a master copy. Yes, sir. And then who then owns that master copy? Right. So there are two, two rights in that master. Yes. Uh, rights in the copyright, rights in the sound recording. All right. So the sound recording is the, the product that you have. It's the master. But remember, in the beginning, I said you cannot be kicked out of the rights of that sound recording because your copyright remains yours. Mm. So in the master, you will own a share as someone who composed the work mm -hmm. and you own the copyright of that master. Mm. If someone else financed mm. the creation, meaning paying for studio, yes. session artists, 
Some mm. even come and claim catering a with sister. Yes. So if there's someone who comes and then finances the process of having that solid medium that you can grasp and use, mm. that person will own the master. But the mistake that labels and funders of those products make is wanting to own everything in the in the master mm. totally wrong we've got a listener here that's just sent a message she says greetings family i am not an artist however should i compose a song and an artist performs that song who qualifies for royalties 100 mm-hmm. percent two, uh, two types of of, of royalties there mm. the first royalty that's playing that's playing a role there is composition right mm-hmm. we are now speaking samro mm-hmm. we are now speaking capasso we are speaking racer. Mm-hmm. So because you composed, the person who's just being who performs that work has no right in your composition rights. Mm. We call that person a performer mm. of the work. So mm. he performs work that is already composed. Yes. So the composer owns it. You're mm. just performing it. All right. We are fine there. And now, as a performer, the person who performs will only be entitled to Sampra royalties because mm. Sampra deals with performers. Right. right. Mm. Yeah. That is uh, Thank you so much for listening and sending through those questions. Now let's get into those phrases that we speak about. We just spoke about royalties. We touched on masters. Um, what are these? What are royalties? What are masters? What are, well, you touched as well on copyrights yeah. and what is this. But what are these phrases? And also, I mean, earlier on when we were starting, um, you said when you are uh, artist needs to be informed about the legal part. Yes. But truth of the matter is, is that's a luxury. <laughs> it's <laughs> a l- real luxury. And uh, it shouldn't be. But it, in most cases, it is. Because, like mm. I'm saying, somebody is singing at church. I'm visiting a service. I hear the talent. I I've, I've got the money. I've got the studio. I take them with me. They don't have any idea. They're just like, wow, somebody believes in me. So these phrases, what are what do they mean? What are they? Can you unpack just briefly, Jay, in a layman's terms? Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll take uh, the others, uh, yeah. Osman. Um, but if I were to just talk about royalties, I mean, it's it's mainly commercialization. You you are realizing the financial benefit. Yes. of your work um you know and it comes in a number of ways but with royalties we know it's money that you have to be paid um by people that are using your work and it can be um you know broadcasters say uh. the SABC for instance you know um your multi your multi choice and that system it's regulated in a way in such a way that you will get your royalties from you know the organizations like your Samros, your Risas, um, there's also the other one for audiovisual, your your Echo for your mm-hmm. videos, um, that are played uh, on on by, by these broadcasters. So you would have to belong to one of these organizations. They will then have to go claim uh, the money for for you from uh, you know whoever is using your work, or is licensed um, to you know use your work. And the the way it works is there is also some money that has to go to them and that money that part is also regulated by 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 the CIPC or the copyright act itself mm. um, and the re- regulations that that were published thereafter that they you know can um, they have to take about up to a maximum of 20% mm. of what they collect just to take care of their 
um, operational expenses as as a company that collects on behalf of artists. Uh. So re- that's that's how uh, royalties would would work. Right. Um, because we've touched a little bit on um, copyright, we touched on licensing and publishing and recording. I want to also shift this, maybe not in details, but like briefly, I just want to quickly touch on this particular uh, part of management contracts because mm-hmm. there are different kind of contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a featured artist contract, yep. you get a management contract. And so what are the r- pros and risks of a management contract management contract no, simply half the time is used for bookings yes and it was not meant just for that it is being mm. un- it is being underused mm-hmm. uh, because at some point the same management contract is supposed to handle what happens if a brand comes to endorse you yes. what happens if you are wanted to be a brand ambassador yes so those things are supposed to be in that management agreement now that has its own life. This mm. is because it has nothing to do with your sound recordings. Mm. It has nothing to do with your composition rights. Mm. Now, management agreement speaks about the relationship of management handling your affairs, whether you are a sports star, mm-hmm. whether you are an actress, actor, mm. whether you are a producer, a DJ, it's for that. Mm. Unfortunately, it is being used for other things where now the management comes and say, yeah, but we manage you. It means we have rights in one, two, three. Mm. There's brand X, which deals with uh, soft drinks. They came, yes. they say, look, we will have a million. We want you to work with us and endorse you. Mm. Now management wants to jump in. Yeah, mm. for their management fee. Exactly. <laughs> what did you manage? Because the brand came to me. Mm. And half the time, the management agreement is supposed to work only on the work that the management found for you. Yes. So if you go out and do the work, why are we paying them the 20% or 25? Mm. So management agreements are for that. They are not mm. they have nothing to do with sound recordings. Ah. They are dealing with your brand yes. and to you as an artist. So when you are when you're being booked for events, mm. those if management is the is a real management, they have mm. to make sure they find you book uh, events and yes. bookings. They must make sure that your booking structure is intact. Mm. When I call in can't find someone who has a hangover and mm. cannot pick up my phones and we have a deal this Friday we want to conclude. Mm. When I call management, I need to find a contract ready to be sent to me as a client mm. and we call them by as a purchaser, as a purchaser of your services. Mm. When I pay, management must make sure that they have someone to make to deliver you to the client. Mm. This is where now we include what we call road managers. Yes. Unfortunately, again, record label wants to be the management. Mm. Record label wants to be the road manager. Mm. Record label wants to be the security. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You can and, and, ju- and, and just just to add, I mean, um, what would be one of the risks, again, that you know we would have to look out for is um, seeding or giving over your rights over, yes. you know, your intellectual property. Yes. Because sometimes you, you know, get into these agreements and you, you know, without even being aware at times, give away your trademark, your brand, mm. your whatever slogan, uh, your copyright work. And before you know it, they own you just because of the agreement that you have entered into with them. Uh-huh. So that's that's very that's very important that um, you understand what management is. It's not ownership mm. yes. of what you own as an artist. Mm. Yeah. 
and and they call it likeness. Right? Yes. Now we will be in charge of your likeness, likeness. <laughs> yeah. image. Yeah. And, and, and when you come to Mr. Kanar, you will realize, uh, well, that likeness is beyond the scope of this. Mm. Then he starts unpicking the issues of trademark, like he says. He starts coming to say, look, this is beyond this. Mm. When they say likeness and image, they now they have involved your e personality rights. Mm. Uh, they have involved your image rights. Mm. So copyright comes into play. And now, because we don't have a specific uh, law of contract in South Africa, we mm. nibble from all the other laws. Mm. Uh, common law, we, we, you know, it's a, it's a nibbling issue. So mm. it becomes now we're chasing ghosts. Time flies when there's a lot to learn <laughs> and having fun. So I want to wrap up this conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time. What are three things each of you, I'll, I'll give both of you the chance. Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Osborne, and then we'll, we'll work with those men, and then we'll close with you and that. All right. So what are the three key th factors you think that somebody needs to know who's a creative now who's listening to us who yeah. especially you as an artist as well you're an artist you are listening to us what are the three key things you need to know before anything happens for your career okay in the 20 years of making music mm. and the other i don't know 12 15 mm. of corporate governance law finance whatever i've learned and realized that Artists need to uh, be aware that it is their right to negotiate any contract. Mm. Unfortunately, labels will make you feel like they are dictating the terms. Yes. That thing is a, every contract is a negotiation. Mm -hmm. Mr. Komisi will tell you, we, 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 you might be a big corporate as you come and I'll be shivering in my pants. And he's like, why are you worried? Everyone negotiating here. Mm. We, we will give them our terms. They can be an ex uh, a company with a turnover of 40 million, but we are us. So it's a negotiation. Make sure that you treat that relationship like that mm. contract, number one. Number two, the biggest crime that labels do is not to let artists seek legal comment and advice mm. on their contracts. Now, now that Mr. Komisi will tell you, it, it comes at a cost because now if you don't let me do that, but your contract, I have noticed all the contracts that I have seen at the end, they do declare, yeah, now we have given the artist the chance to mm. go and seek legal advice, wada, 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 but you go against that. Mm. So I, I, those, the second part is that understand that you have an absolute right mm. to seek legal advice. Mm. You see, I'm speaking contracts, contracts, exactly. contracts. This is because... This is where the artists mess, it, mess yeah. up. That yeah. is the biggest thing. And also, do not sign contracts under duress. I mm. have heard of cases of big labels that I also worked with where they follow someone at an event, that person is intoxicated, they bring the contract, ah, sign and jayam, mm. and then they sign. Man, that is wrong, man. We are, we are playing with people's futures and yeah. lives here. So those three things, number one, make sure you you check your contracts yeah. and uh, number two, make sure you get an opportunity to go and seek legal counsel. Also. Number three, never sign under duress at all. Mm. And then um, what would you say as your parting words that are critical for, because um, also I feel like legal, seeking legal advice is not like choosing, for example, back in the days, people used to be able to lay by or have an account <laughs> kai kai, sure. where you can deposit, and then when you need to go winter, you can go get those clothes, you know? Mm. You can't do that with legal advice. You can't mm. say, I'm going to pay my lawyer in advance the day I need it, then I have them around. So what? how would you best advise creatives 
to build sustainable relationships with support that they will need, which includes um, legal advice. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes without saying that um, they really need to lawyer up. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you know, it, it you know the main thing for me is it it starts and it ends with them. Mm. So they really, they really have to take um, their work very seriously, and I mean by that I mean you you don't have to even approach private lawyers um, mm. that are that are in yes. private practice. Um, number one, you can do it yourself. Oh. At, at times, you can do it yourself. You just you know up and leave. You go to the CIPC. Um, you don't have to pay a lot of money, for instance, to register your trademark uh. or to inquire about copyright uh. or to even register it because they allow you to do that at uh. the CIPC if you so want to to do it. Um, there's your clientele insurances, even mm. though you know they we might question their expertise um, in respect of these you know special fields. Um, but at least start somewhere. Get get uh. a policy like that, or approach a private attorney who you can get into a retainership agreement with. Mm. Um, you just tell, let them know how much you can afford. Um, with that, they can see how much they can assist you on a retainer basis. They are there for you whenever you need to to uh, to use them to have a look at whatever you you would be wanting to sign or negotiate with whoever in the in the industry. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, just to add on that, you see. This is some of the things that, as a firm, we are trying to introduce in the system. Yes. Uh, Mr. Kanaro really likes having systems that will favor artists. So now, oh. this is what I'm saying, because I've been sitting on the board, uh, well, actually, I was the supervisor of the South African Music Awards oh. for, for the previous season. Now, I realize that systems like uh, an organization, CMOs like Samro, they must have a platform where artists can go to them oh. and, and seek such such service for free mm. because they are chowing from our 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 creative. creativity yeah, yeah. so nice. so if if as a firm uh, uh, you know we, we can now amalgamate with with CMOs and CMOs oh. look we have this service it's our expertise it's one oh. of them so when we have a platform where artists can come to you with oh. the, the way they have the comfort of coming to you knowing Samro does not charge, yes. let them come with these contracts to you. You'll find a way to, to, to cover the cost yes. to us. Mm. And that's the system I've been trying to introduce mm. with the CMOs. We're still in negotiation stage, but mm. let's see how it goes. But that's the best, best mm. way of sorting this issue out. Yeah, I totally agree. And we can only hope for the best. Yes. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming through. This is the first visit, but not of the last. Yeah, uh, sure. I think there's a lot of things in the legal space that beyond just uh, creativity, we need to unpack, but also those of creativity. What happens on the road? What are the, our rights? What are not our rights? Even as creative artists. So thank you so much for pulling through. And thank we look you, forward sir. to um, having you again. Just share a bit of your details in terms of your firm and where people can find you both in terms of socials so that they might be listening and they want to follow up, it's good. They can be able to do that. Yeah, sure. We, we are on LinkedIn. Uh, yes. You know, account is Kanar and Kumalo Incorporated. Facebook also, Kanar and Kumalo Incorporated. Twitter, same name. Uh-huh. Um, and my email address is my surname, Kanare, uh, initial K at kkinc.co.za or uh-huh. my cell phone number, 072-760-5057. Uh-huh. All right. Osman, Facebook? Uh, my Facebook is for creatives. Okay, but that's the guy's <laughs> name. Is oh, <laughs> give us your details. Yeah, details that well, I'm best for you. Uh, Osman M mm-hmm. uh, at kkinc.co.za. Mm-hmm. And my socials are hypnosis music with oh. a Z and K. M U Z I K. Hypnosis music, all of them. 
Thank you so much, gentlemen, for pulling through. Uh, before we come back and just say... You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.